0: Tune in weekly and listen to the Collateral Damage Podcast, where Michael Wilson and Maureen Kavanaugh host a variety of special guests to discuss topics and available services that will help you learn about the impact that substance use has on our lives, our families, and on our communities nationwide. Episodes and listening information can be found at www.cdpodcast.com. You can also search for Collateral Damage Podcast on your favorite listening platforms or watch previous and future episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and share. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Collateral Damage Podcast. My name is Mike Wilson. My co-host, Maureen Cavanaugh. We have a special guest today, Craig Maccarelli. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate My pleasure. That. And uh, your current job is the Dean of Academics and Behavior at Manchester Essex Regional High School. Correct. Yep. And you're about to step into that job, Yes, correct?
1: just started last week. Yep.
0: Okay. And previously, you were the director of the Peabody Community High School Therapeutic Special Ed Public Day School for Students with Emotional Disabilities. Correct. Yep. And that put you right in the middle of a lot of different things. Smack in the middle of it. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, so today, I believe we're going to talk about uh, teen vaping, uh, which will probably get us into some of uh, some marijuana use as well, because the two seem to go hand in hand uh, so often now. And I imagine, Maureen, you see some of this as well in your job, right?
2: Holy cow. Yeah. It's, it seems like all the kids, oh, that's like the thing they're doing. They're all vaping.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and it, it's not just, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I don't know when, when we were kids, maybe uh, it was cigarettes yep. and, yeah. you know, cigarettes, they smell, uh, they're hard to buy. Uh, they're hard to hide. Um, and, you know, you need a whole pack. Yep. So you got to stash them somewhere. You need a lighter. They burn. Yep. Uh, they set off smoke detectors. And, I uh, think uh, in
1: general, there was just a lot bigger stigma around it, too. Like, sure. you, you know, it was always like the bad kids. That, yes, that the vaped. bad kids. But smoke. now, you, <laughs> at least in my experience, this past year and a half has been like a whirlwind <clears throat> in, in uh, public high schools um, where you're, I can't tell you how many like MIA team captain suspensions there were for vaping. Wow. And, you know uh, it was So for those that don't
0: know, the MIA is the? The, the
1: athletic commission that okay. oversees high school sports in, in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and so any chemical health violation, cigarettes, vaping, <clears> alcohol—that <throat> that gets you, you know, automatic certain suspensions. That kind of, you know, how, however they see fit. Okay. Um, and so, you know, whereas what I remember in high school, middle school, was it was it was the bad kids that smoked, you know, right. like the rebels, so mm-hmm. to speak. So
2: that's really interesting because I'm younger than than both of you, um, and I just heard something on uh, on the radio, and they were talking about that show, Stranger Things. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's set in the eighties and they were talking about all the smoking that goes on in, in that, in that show. And um, that Netflix is getting some like pushback because there's so much smoking going on, 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 um, a lot on Netflix on these uh, on these series, mm. <clears throat> but in the '80s when I was in high school, you were allowed to smoke outside. You just right. had to do it outside. I mean, which didn't keep anybody from smoking in the bathroom, but it was mm-hmm. not that big of a deal, Right. you know. And between
1: sorry to cut you off, Marnie, but like no, I, that's okay. It, it I I've suspended kids for vaping or what you know, and had the parent like, oh, I remember. When I was in high school, we used to smoke with the teachers and like the little kids right. right. that they designated smokers or it's true, like baths, you know, so it's, it's amazing how.
2: Everybody stepped out, you stepped outside and, but the teacher's lounge, when you opened the, like the teacher's lounge, yeah. it was like a big cloud of smoke in yep. there
0: wow yep. so
2: this is this is I never really... I never
0: made it into the teachers lounge i feel like they <laughs> yeah. intentionally kept me out i don't know well,
2: i wasn't invited but i saw the yeah. door open <laughs> um but it so it's really interesting to you for, to hear you say the bad kids because it seemed like by the time you were in high school, it had gone that whole cycle to now it was bad. Yeah, and now we're, ha- we're having another cycle to where this vaping thing, everybody thinks it's okay.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, by the time, so I, I, like I grew up, my adolescence, and it was the whole, if you smoke, you choke, you choke, you can't breathe, you can't right. breathe, you can't win movement and yeah. the commercials. And I vividly remember, and actually funny enough, as an in-school suspension teacher at, at the middle school level years ago, I use the videos that I remember watching the commercials are on YouTube still mm-hmm. and that show like the, you know, the tar pouring out of lungs, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that, because that was, and I remember in health class, they had the little uh, like model head that would, they'd smoke and it'd show you it come out of the throat. And it was like wow. that visual, they made you scared of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, you know, I think wasn't, it hadn't quite come, you know, back in the eighties or so. And earlier, it was still kind of like, we know it's not great, but, you don't know how bad it is. And then they started seeing all the cancers and all the different things. Mm-hmm. so they scared the hell out of us and then smoking
0: stopped for a while. I think they got teen smoking down to a single digit percent. Um, the truth campaign and stuff like that. They, they were able to really bring it down because smoking is bad smoking is expensive smoking is gross i mean that's what that was what the campaign was it's gross it makes your teeth yellow you smell terrible you can't afford video games like i think they brought it down to right so look what they did now
2: same same manufacturer same companies well then they came up with a
0: fruity alternative (laughs) (laughs) a fruity uh you know chemical chemical free alternative you know throwing chemical free in quotes because you know it is vapor and they did take out all the carcinogens from the cigarettes so it does seem You know, the same way that I used to smoke American spirits and I'm like, oh, it's better than cigarettes. It's really not. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, so I see I see this all the time in my office when I'm sitting with a family and it never used to come up as a topic was, you know, I would get. uh, So what is your loved one using? And they would be like, you know, heroin, cocaine, uh, alcohol, pot, benzos and then vaping. And now it's like actually the parents have concern over vaping because they're like they're vaping aggressively all day long. When you're 16, 17 years old, getting a hold of cigarettes and creating enough space between you and the people that will challenge you to enjoy them is hard. <laughs> like it's hard to carve out enough time to smoke a cigarette and not get caught. Yep. With vaping, it's not. Nope. It happens all the time. Right. Bathrooms as it's you're walking down the so hall. Conceal-
1: it's so concealable. It's so... That, that the things that create that stigma for mm-hmm. cigarettes are, are almost completely eradicated with with the vaping and the jewel stuff. It's right. it's it doesn't really smell very strong. Mm-hmm. It's got an odd smell. Like I now know what it smells like, but right. it's it's just kind of like a I don't know like a stale air, you know. But it's definitely not as pungent as a cigarette. You know uh,
0: something was smoked there. You just don't. Know yeah, that? you can't yeah.
1: quite tell what it was. And <laughs> and some of them set off fire alarms. Some really. Don't um some we, it was always funny listening to the walkie like mm-hmm. you know last week of finals this past year uh 7:15 in the morning woo, alarms going off custodian it's the boys bathroom <laughs> da, 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 you know so some of the cuz there's a difference between the vape device yeah. the jewel device um, now the kids are even bringing in the the THC and THC CBD pens, yeah. stuff the, the pens um so mm-hmm. um and the, the scary thing for schools is that it's also concealable mm-hmm it's super easy to for boys and girls, you know whether it's in the bra in the, right. in the underwear strap for boys and you know you kind of don't know it's it you can't touch kids you can't search them right. you know so it's 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 a That's limited. it's a challenge yeah. yeah like it's it's uh they have like vape detectors in some schools i think <coughs> but like my i've always challenged that like what does that actually do it tells you that someone vaped there doesn't tell you who it or doesn't what? tell you when
0: does it tell you what i mean cuz it does it nope. doesn't test right. the difference between uh, cbd thc and vape, as far as i know no because they don't smell i mean my understanding i've, I've never hit a vape pen for thc because i got sober before that happened i'll yep. be honest with you if i hadn't i probably would have tried it yep. because i love the smoke pot uh when i was using so you know but they um my understanding is they don't smell like anything
2: right
0: nope
1: nope as that's, far as i know that's crazy nothing because and, they that's... Have, and they have flavors and stuff like that for it too so it's interesting that they're able to create flavors
0: flavors for the thc for the thc yeah you can yeah. get
1: starburst and watermelon all you know uh uh, i've seen people with like root beer flavor how
0: how, how are kids defending against that (laughs) i mean the stuff i had when i was a kid was a bag of sticks and stems and a few seeds and i think there might have been a butt in there occasionally it's a different game yeah and this (laughs) stuff is insane it's potent it tastes great it's easy to hide and conceal it's extremely social you just pass these vape pens around easy it's
2: unbelievable isn't it
0: I'm happy. I'm 42 and not 14. I'm I don't envy.
1: You. I don't envy the life of a teenager. Right. I now. Don't. It's they. They're not equipped with the capacity to handle these challenges. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the social media stuff, whether it's vaping, whether right. it's you know, and and it's it's scary because they yeah. they don't. I like my line to 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 every teen that I've worked with. You know, going through stuff like this is look. I'm not naive. Yeah. You're going to do things in high school. That's what high, You know, you you experiment. You it's that age where you're wondering, you're starting to be able to think a little bit more critically, Mm -hmm. but not quite critically enough to understand the, the, Mm -hmm. the, uh, the weight behind your decisions and the gravity behind the things that you're doing. And, um, you know, it, it took some really, and even parents, I feel bad for parents too, because novice, uh, you know, I had a parent, for instance, uh, two years ago who had gotten his daughter through custody, had never had full custody of her taking in a 14 year old with some pretty heavy trauma and, uh, emotional, you know, irregularities and, and, uh, had no clue what to do in the first place. And then, you know, like his daughter, who was a, one of our top academic students, never really a behavioral issue, a lot of depression, mm-hmm. things like that was uh, vaping so much that, uh, and I, I may have shared this story with you off, you know, when we first started talking about this topic, but you know, this girl smashed my coffee pot in my office, went berserk. Mm-hmm. And the father's said, I don't understand. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was just water vapor. Yeah. I was like, buddy this is what it, it's, a, it's addictive. I it's took this. Nicotine. This was something that was not going to be available to her and yeah. she couldn't handle that physically or emotionally. Right. And it was that, that was actually even eye opening for me because I, I had seen, you know, I knew that it was something that kids were doing and where it was addictive, but mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it play out and manifest like that in a way that was aggressive and violent.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, if it's you, crazy. If you look at, and Maureen, I know you see this, I know you see it over, um, you know, where you work and I, I know you see it in your job in this industry, but Uh, Everyone that I know that stopped using drugs that smoke cigarettes, these people quit heroin, meth, crack, benzos. Like They pulled themselves out of the gutter to go to treatment and get off of these highly addictive substances that kill people on a daily basis. And still, one of the last things they're able to give up because of the highly addictive nature of nicotine and whatever form you do to get it into your body, it's the last thing to give up because it's even more addictive for most people than those other substances. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, there's still a couple of detoxes in Massachusetts where you can't smoke mm-hmm. and there'll be no, there won't be any beds at all. Somebody mm-hmm. will be literally dying mm-hmm. and, and be able to get into detox and say, oh, I can't smoke. I can't go there.
0: Yeah. I'm not going there. Yep. That's crazy. Oh yeah. I have, so that, I've had students say it. Oh so yeah. yeah. Going to cigarettes It's amazing. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Nope. Nope. Well think about what cigarettes. Uh, think So this is, Back when it was 20, 20 cigarettes in a pack, right? So, you know, when it was just cigarettes, those it wasn't just the nicotine and it wasn't the carcinogens. It was 20 events, right? So if 20 cigarettes tied to 20 events throughout the day, waking up, eating, uh, taking a nap, going to bed at night, driving in your car, drinking your coffee, whatever the 20 events were, it wasn't just the nicotine. It was the attachment to those 20 yeah. events, right? right? And so in addition, now you take vaping where it's not just 20 events. It's whenever you get a chance to pull it out of your pocket or- Constant. More importantly just hold it in your hand you right. know it's start it's 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 more valuable than the cell phone to some people it's like in right. there and they're just hitting it all day oh, long yeah. so I, would have,
1: it, I would have students tuck it into their sleeve sure. yes and, and then
2: when it, they know. blow it up their sleeve yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: anything
0: anything it takes <laughs> man genius <Nope>. the genius <laughs> yep.
1: but it's, it's uh, you know now it's now you know it's now been going on long enough that I think some of the the, the medical you know you hear the popcorn long and different things and some people call you know bs on it but um i had three or four students this year both male and female uh who were in and out of the hot you know one had to go was in an asthma clinic um others were just constant bronchial issues and the parents were like i don't know what's going on stomach issues and i'm like your your kid is sucking down the juices of this this really like there's not a whole bunch known about it quite yet. you know at the early stages like cigarettes were at one point where they know it's bad but they don't I don't think they've seen enough. There's enough research available, but I'm like, it, it can't just be coincidence.
2: Well, here's the thing, right? So I remember my, I remember my grandparents saying, well, you know, we smoke because we didn't know it was bad for us. You know, this is like, a you know, in 19, whatever, you know, a billion years ago. And um, I, I, I remember saying to them as a young kid, how could you not know? I mean, what, how could this be not you know how couldn't this be bad for you? Mm-hmm. You're smoking and you're you're dragging smoke into your body, mm-hmm. and um and now it's the same thing. These, I, you know, it's not as bad as cigarettes. It, mm-hmm. It's how do you know? What are you a scientist?
0: Well, let's <laughs> let's just let's just break it down. Let's 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 forget about the fact that cigarettes have carcinogens and you have to smoke it and that smoke causes tar and that the combination of carcinogens and tar is terrible. Because if that's your comparison, then yes, you're right. These are better than cigarettes. However, that's not the problem. Nicotine for adolescents and teenagers creates anxiety. <clears throat> Dependence on nicotine creates anxiety. For kids that are already struggling to push their way through the emotional battlefield of life between 12 and 25 years old, adding an obsessive desire to get nicotine at that level <laughs> and then giving, giving them yeah. a device that they can't consistently <clears throat> get, that creates anxiety. Yep. I also, I also like, think...
2: There's there's some question about the chemicals that are, are in the in the vape juice. We don't sure. know what's in there.
0: I, I agree, 100. I mean, they're, they're my... buying
2: them from all over the place. It's not regulated, and you why know, don't we know? Why? <laughs> I, preventing
0: I, this. I mean, why don't we know? Because the
2: tobacco lobby is is, and then you know, which is the same thing as the cigarette lobby and the nicotine lobby. Mm. These are all the same people. These are all the same people that got people hooked on on cigarettes before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how we're, we're so dense that we're allowing this. I just don't understand.
0: Well, in the same way that like opioids, right? So um, like if you take uh, uh, opioids, you look back, they've been we've been flirting with the devil basically around opioids for hundreds of years, right? Trying to find all different types of ways to use it, but use it safely, right? And so we've gone through all these different non-addictive alternatives and new medications. This one's better than that one. Still an opioid, you know what I mean? It's a synthetic opioid. This one's safer, that one's safer. And we've been trying and trying and trying to find a way for people to use opioids safely. And I feel like we've been doing the same thing with cigarettes, you know what I mean? People want them, people want to sell them, and and companies out there are driving to try to find a safer way to use something that's just not safe or good for you. And kids are the greatest target. They are lifetime customers right? You them, <laughs> Lifetime customers. Young, you know? My heroin dealer had the same, you know, the same idea was that if I can get you, I got you until you're done, you know, same basic idea. And, uh, you know, uh, going after the kids, I think I did hear a commercial the other day for Jewel uh, on the radio. I don't know if you guys have heard these commercials where uh, Jewel is really pushing the 21 plus. They're really pushing that they're going to start stepping back. They took some of the flavors off the shelves. Um, you know, like the mango one, I I don't know if you've ever seen a meme about the mango jewel, but you know, like they, they took these flavors off the shelf to try to defend against it or give the same, you know, what the cigarette companies put aside. At least to the public
1: eye, you know, what the problem is. And just like, you know, uh, when I was in high school, I, I never smoked cigarettes. I always, my, my grandmother passed away from emphysema and lung cancer. My mother, uh, was a a horrific smoker. It took her 15 years to quit. Mm -hmm. Somehow my father quit the day he said he was going to quit because he's just like that Mm -hmm. but uh i I had a very advert you know i just it's disgusting it smells great you know i remember my clothes always smelling going to school hated it but uh when i was in high school i I was a big baseball player and so uh, dip and chewing tobacco was huge Mm -hmm. and you could go to any like bodega or a little you know convenience store on the block and and a lot of them, they don't ID, they don't care. Yeah. I've had pretty much this much facial hair since I was like 14. <laughs> so, like, you know, you walk in, you, I'm about the same size I was then too. It's like yeah. six feet tall. Yeah, sure, you're, you're, yeah, you're good. You're definitely fine. Yeah. And and that's the case today. I ask my students all the time. I mean, they they you know I mm-hmm. I, I was lucky to in the environment that I worked in previously um, to develop some really good relationships and trust with the kids and mm-hmm. have good conversations with them, knowing they weren't just going to get in trouble. And I'm like, look, how are you are you paying people to get this you? You're like, no. You find your store in your neighborhood, wherever, and that's it. They'll sell it to you. They wow. sell and it's expensive. I mean, it lasts longer, but uh I think a jewel a pack of pods is like sixty dollars or something like that. But these kids rip through those
0: things. It's, it's where
2: are they getting the money from?
1: That's the 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 killer. I mean, I, I my my view on and say that is
0: their parents are probably supplementing their income to some way and right. not maybe not knowingly, uh, but they're definitely they're participating in that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I give my kid money. I don't know where all of it goes. You know, go into the movies. All right, here's 20 bucks. I need some gas. Here's 20 bucks. Yep. You know, three of those and you got 60 and you got yourself a rack of jewel bonds. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm hoping that's not what's happening. I'm just saying it could yep.
1: be. I think it's a combination. You know, I mean, my, my, my view on it is definitely a little bit limited because, uh, you know, unfortunately, typically the population, uh, you know, and the parents I was working with weren't nope. always the best parents on the planet, which is why their, you know, the children ended up kind of in the situations they've been in. Um, nope. You know, but my experience with a lot of them is they were consciously buying it. Mm. They looked at it as well, it like what we've talked about. It's better than cigarettes. It's, at least they're doing it helps this. Their anxiety. At least, yeah, they're not. They're doing this. I'm like, <laughs> except, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was their perspective on it. And I, I, I literally, and I'm gonna kind of repeat myself again with the story that I told you. But the the parent of the student who smashed my coffee pot, mm-hmm. you know, his idea was, wow, you know, I just bought this for her yesterday could you just give it back to me? I spent 60 bucks. I was like, sure, I'll hand it back to you. And you're telling me you're going to give it, you're going to give it back to her. Well, you know, when we get home, it's all right, she's 15. So here's how this is going to go. I'm okay. going to hand this to you. And then I'm immediately going to pick up the phone and file a 51 a on you for abuse and neglect of a minor. Oh. And he's like, Oh, oh what, what do you mean? This is a retired
0: police officer of like <laughs> oh, 30. And he's yeah. like, Oh, what do you mean? I was like, it's nicotine. It's yeah. not okay is, to do. This like, is illegal. It's yeah, a drug. Yeah. And you're saying that not only did you buy yeah. it, but, if I give it back, you will continue. Yeah, to let that Yeah, I lot, I yeah.
1: I have every, you know, and I'm sitting here shooting myself in the foot. Like I could have filed already, but it's like you want to give them, make it a teachable moment, and not mm-hmm. always make it hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, the student that this, these, this particular student's life was yeah. bad enough at home, not create any more tension and and you know, uh, in the home. But I, I'm like, buddy, this is not. You know, you've got to look into what you're a police officer of 30 years. How do you not look into what your kid, you know? And it's like, so if that parent isn't looking into it,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, sometimes it is easier just to, 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 to not step in and stop it. I mean, if your kid has already gotten a hold of it. In the short you know, term. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I mean, right? it should because be stopped. The next anybody step is coming to you. Yeah, for anybody <laughs> do something about it. But I can yeah. understand and appreciate how hard it might be that if you find out and it's already started. I mean, considering that you know, I know full-grown adults who are perfectly capable in so many other ways, except they smoke cigarettes and just can't get out from under it. And, you know, I can imagine that confronting a 14, 15 or 16 year old child of yours and saying you need to stop and they're like losing their mind, um, you know, that uh, I don't know. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know any detox that you can send your child to to get off of uh, nicotine. Correct?
2: No, not that
1: I'm aware of. I I think if there wasn't such an issue with the the heavier stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote heavier stuff. That might be something that would be available, but I think they're they're barely like you said, you know, they barely have enough beds for, you know, a kid who's you know, well, using I mean, heroin, opioid, the,
0: There's a difference between like a thirty year old who wants to quit smoking and them not needing to go to detox. Although maybe they should, you know, maybe there should be a you know medically uh, uh, stable med- medical stabilizing re- medically stabilized retreat that you could go to to help. But you know, for these teenagers who are just you know, eyeball deep into an addiction with nicotine, I mean, maybe that should be considered as one of the reasons that they should allow them to get into treatment. Right? I mean, if if we're talking about it as, you know, heroin addicts can kick heroin, but can't stop smoking. (laughs) You know, we can put down all these other terrible drugs, we go to treatment, and then we still can't stop smoking. I mean, maybe it is something, especially for teenagers, that needs to be put in place.
1: Yeah, and I don't know that you know, given the, the climate and the direction thing, it doesn't seem to be it just to me at this point right now, it's getting worse. Uh, it's not getting better. Schools mm. are, it's gotten so bad over the past, for me anyway, a year and a half right. um, that it's really taken off and it's gotten so, so like f- quick too. Like it, it's gone through the roof, mm. um, you know, that I think schools are going to be forced to, you know, they're trying the, the smoke detect the detectors and all those things. But I don't know if you're not you know, it's going to, I think these health problems are going to start to mm. pop up more and more and that's going to force people to be like, Whoa, you know, like that was this, it, like I said, it took almost a full year of it going on in my school for me to start seeing the health manifest, you know, manifesting in, in bronchial issues and, and not never ending coughs and mucus and asthma developing and, yes. you know, a 15 year old, like why asthma just develops in a non-athletic non-exercise, you know, uh, friendly 15 year old, mm-hmm. like, no, nah, it doesn't happen. It's, it's, um, they're jeopardizing their lungs and their lung capacity, and and uh, I think they're going to be forced to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, the scary reality is is that it's backed by all these big tobacco, these these right. companies, these lobbies that have a lot of money and a lot of power, and it's a it's a it's making a lot of money
2: right now.
0: Money, money. Yep. Mori, what do you guys have a um, uh, policy around uh, vaping?
2: They're not, <clears throat> they're not allowed to vape in the school, but they're okay. they have smoke breaks. Smoke breaks. Yeah.
0: And and I guess that's something that, you know, I always look back when I was in high school that like, you know, you, you, you threw it up like the quotes, like the bad kids, you know what I mean? I don't even know that it was the bad kids, but it, for me, it was like, you know, I could get any, I was a shop kid, you know, and, and because I was in shop, they would let us smoke. You know what I mean? And, or, you know, if you knew the right teachers, you could, you could get away with it. Or if you were like struggling at school, they'd be like, you know what, just go ahead. Um, it was the, you know, the people who are struggling emotionally that they were more likely to compromise and let them do the thing you know, and you know, I think you talked about, uh, the, the types of students that you were dealing with in your previous job and possibly in your future job. Did you also have, you know, more, more lenient policies? Like, did you find that it was easier just to maybe not address it or, um, I mean, I,
1: I a lenient policy. So I was in a funky situation because we were a school within a school. Um, okay. so, so what a, special education public day, uh, school is supposed to be is a, a school that operates within a public school system, but it operates on its own. Um, it was a little bit of a blurred line of where that, where that separation was. Mm -hmm. And I was physically in the high school. Um, so at times I had to abide by their student handbook. And, but there was other times where I I took the stance of like, no, we're a, we're a special education public day school. We've got to be flexible, but that was more so, um, I just didn't treat things so black and white. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the student wasn't, um, didn't serve some sort of consequence or there wasn't so- some sort of, um, restorative action, mm-hmm. but it just, it didn't need to hurt, you know, right. like it wasn't just bang suspended for five days because my thought was always, they're just going to go home and vape for five days. If I right. suspend them for <laughs> vaping for five days, yeah. you know, so I'd rather, um, sit down, you know, go over, you know, we, we talked about having some of these materials, yeah. these little factoids sit, um, talk to the substance abuse counselor, yeah. um, at the health center, have the conversation, try to expose them to the information and, and, and the risks and, and all the horrible things that come with it.
0: Um, Such as one vape pod being equal to 20 cigarettes, that if you vape, you're four times more likely to smoke cigarettes. Nicotine can harm your brain, including your memory and your ability to learn. It's not water vapor. Aerosol from vaping has cancer-causing chemicals. Yep. Items like that? Stuff like that, yeah. okay. Right. To show them like,
1: you know, and, and it was actually almost – it wasn't funny cause it's not funny, but watching some of my kids who were going through these health, health issues that I've talked about a few times, like they started to realize like, Oh, I can't stop getting sick. Mm-hmm. I know it's cause I'm vape. And I'm like, well, I'm a very, and
0: sharing the vape. Yeah. I mean, oh, passing around, whatever well. they're passing around, whatever oh, yeah. we, we had a, cold a is available for the day. Around.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, and that's the thing. I mean, these, and, and it's it, what, what, again, I I maybe saying like the bad kids, it was more like, it was cool to smoke at the, you know, now it, what's fascinating the most about this, this whole epidemic is, is the, it's every kid. Mm-hmm. It's a, you, you, I, I learned within probably after about four to six months, like I can't, I can't think it's like the kids I would expect it to be. It's, right. it's everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's a thing that, you know, it's social acceptance, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. you get, you know, whether you get addicted to it, whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's all those different factors and it's just so easy and so concealable. I can't, again, it, it's a combination of, uh, Students' rights become more and more protected year mm-hmm. by year. Uh, students can't – a student – to get arrested in a school building nowadays is next to impossible. I mean, you, you have to do basically the the thing, the violations that get you expelled. You've got to really? put hands on staff uh, or you have to have be in possession of or um, clearly on uh, uh, some sort of sub controlled substance, alcohol, wow. uh, whatever – you know, before a student, a police officer could arrest a student for disrupting a school assembly was the code, which is just acting belligerent and mm-hmm. screaming and whatever.
0: So you had and a lot more, uh, you had a lot more um, freedom.
1: Yeah. In there. Yeah. So, so you have this students are more protected, which I see the logic and the, and the, you know, the approach behind that, mm-hmm. but they're so protected that right. it's next to impossible to really, especially with something like this, to catch them. It's, right. it's it's, I, I literally had to, <laughs> I had my most habitual, by far my most habitual offender, um, in the past few years. Uh, the only time I caught her was when she literally was in the middle of telling me and another administrator, what are you ta- you've you never caught me vaping. I don't <laughs> vape at schools, bends over to tie her shoe, falls out of the bra. Ah. And it was almost like you want to laugh, but it was like, geez, like, you know, it, it. they're just, they, they get creative and it's, it's, it's tough. I mean,
0: they're learning how to behave like addicts, lie, manipulate at a very young age, and it's becoming—it's—it they're developing life skills.
2: Well, I I've read something once that the, the gateway the, we all worry about—gateway drugs, right? About marijuana, right. about alcohol—and it's—I I read somewhere that it's—it's it's nicotine. It's not, you know, the, the, everybody that's used drugs started. With nicotine, for the mm-hmm. most part, they, you know, and let's face it, they, you try things like that to fit in, or you try thing thing, maybe you continue to smoke to calm your anxiety. Right. But these are all things that people need to learn how to do without drugs or alcohol, because the next step from nicotine is, is, or vaping or whatever it is, if that's the reason you're picking it up, which it almost always is one of those two things, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, the next step is drugs. Yep.
0: Well this is you know adolescent development adolescent development is all about developing life skills to deal with all the stresses and anxieties that you're unfamiliar with I mean this right. is, this is a, a, a developing to an adult yep. like how are you going to deal with things as an adult this is where it's all formed We've stopped doing
2: that though. We've stopped, you know, we've stopped even dealing with things. mm -hmm. We get medicated for them. They smoke, they do that. I mean, this is, even as adults, we do this, right? It's -hmm. this, this um, inability to soothe ourselves. I mean, as even as
1: resilience, there's no perseverance anymore. It's, it's, you know, there's no basic, just overcoming um, anything. mm -hmm. It's all, everything is so like instant gratification um, and, and, and the slightest, the slightest hint of, of challenge or mm-hmm. things, not just going your way. Right. Uh, the entitlement with, I've worked at all three levels in, in you know, public school education, elementary, middle and, and high school, uh, I've worked, uh, general ed, uh, special ed, severe special ed, um, you know, and, and it's across the board. Um, kids just aren't there's there's the the amount the entitlement i remember i remember teaching a fifth grade class and stopping the class and it was probably the, most, the closest thing i've done to like an inappropriate thing as a as a professional and it's really not that bad it was mm-hmm. just this one kid why 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 and i stopped the <laughs> class at one point i said at what point did it become okay to question everything your teacher like i, I put your paper over here why
0: mm. but
1: it's like things like that when i was in school i was a bad kid in high school you know i i arrested numerous times in high school and what out you know had a tough time academically i never was disrespectful to teachers to administrator i mean i was an athlete so i had to you know i i definitely wanted to be able to play sports and all those things but it was like i I don't know where this shift is where this entitlement and just the second that things aren't going most kids way they just it's this total change and they, they don't think they don't see any issue and uh, speaking however they please to adults, you know, not, not to be too old school with like the, you know, respect your elders. And there is value to that. I, I, I think everybody should have a voice and kids mm-hmm. should be able to speak for themselves, but it's like the manner that they're speaking in now. It's just, um, it, it's, uh, you know,
0: I feel like some of that comes from home, right? I mean <laughs> that if, if a kid is at home and they're able to, uh, you know, behave like that and that's how they get things done um or they behave like that to their parents and and other adults or other family members <clears throat> or their pa-
2: or their parents behave like that towards them
0: Yep, exactly yep. Yeah. you know or, or, they, or I, they see their parents do that to other people yeah. you yeah. know i mean this stuff starts at home i mean and this is a this is a whole
1: different i, I could go off on a tangent so i won't uh a whole different podcast topic but about that and i think what we're seeing now is we're seeing the first wave of opioid addicted kids you right. know parents who are opioid I, and then we're also seeing really the first few waves you know over the past decade decade and a half of uh, and this goes into you know like early childhood psychology yep. stuff and attachment theory and this idea that you know i i, I it, it's unfortunate in today's america both parents have to work full-time mm-hmm. like a week after a kid's born Right. And so kids are just thrown into daycare so young because not because parents don't want to be home with kids, but they have to work. They've got to provide, they got to work 40 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell how many friends I have that they're, they drop their kids off at seven o'clock in the morning. And they don't see them till six o'clock at night and they're in bed at seven. Yeah. What could you possibly be teaching your kid in an hour and a half? You know, and they're just times. hoping
0: you guys are doing it at school, Yeah. Right? Hoping uh, it, you guys are taking care of it.
1: And that's the thing. You're, <laughs> you're, a kid is sharing attention with 20 other some odd kids every right. hour in a class. They're not getting that love, that direct attention, those mm. lessons. And that's, I mean, that's, I, I one day hope to go back to a doctoral study in psychology. I started my college educate, you know, and that's, I found this perfect blend in education of yeah. working with, you know, students challenged emotionally and I'm changing things up now, but um, because that's a big thing for me, it's like, it, it does start at home sure. and, and it's, and it's this dynamic of the whole, the home life and the family is so different than it was a few yeah. decades ago. Um, and, I, and I put a lot of that on the fact that uh, both parents have to work so much now just to Make you know ends meet. Right. That no one's there to to raise kids, and and I've noticed even in you know a lot of parents just like the idea of parenting, but they're so stressed, they're so inundated with responsibilities, with work, with mm-hmm. home ownership, whatever else. That it's just uh, it's impossible to to be the perfect parent that everybody expects you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, then, if, you,
0: if you blow this thing up to a macro level, like I mean, what we're talking about is one particular thing. We're yeah. talking about. Know vaping, we're talking about teens and stuff. But if you blow this thing up into a macro level, I mean, you're talking about the generational breakdown of of our society and how kids connect and how they, you know, like you said, to self soothe, Maureen. You know, you were talking about a a child's inability to self soothe. The resilience is gone, and um, you know, the, I think that's to me more important, more critical issue that we need to focus on, just as a, you know, as a nation, yeah. uh, than the how do we get kids to stop smoking cigarettes, weed, heroin, crack, whatever it is. It's the substance is almost irrelevant. Right. Substance is just age specific. You, you
2: graduate.
0: You know, yeah. yeah. It's, but but yeah. that's just, that's just access, preference, um, you know, a, a amount of resources, social situations. That's what determines the substance you use to find relief, but the pursuit of relief, the inability to self-soothe, the inability to socialize, or develop life skills where when it hurts my job is to try to find a way to make it hurt instead of dealing with the fact that it hurts and making changes in my life. Right? That, that's been lost. That's not even a thing anymore. And And in all honesty, I think, A lot of parents don't know how to teach that to their kids either. They're just hoping that someone else will, or they'll learn it on their phone or by TV. Well,
2: they don't even know how to do it themselves because you ever see you go out to a restaurant, you ever see people people are sitting across from each other and they're both on the phone.
0: I'm guilty of that. You know what
2: I mean? well, I was guilty of that because I'm not allowed to do that anymore. But I think I had done it in the past. Oh, yeah. But um, I, I, I think I, I really took a step back and 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 saw how much time the phone was taking and consuming in my life look at what you just did see it's like pavlov's dog he said phone he touched his phone (laughs) are you talking about this particular item
0: that has not left my right hand since we started (laughs) oh
2: my god the last two weeks i've three weeks i've been away i've been doing different things and i have i like i keep forgetting my phone places and i think to myself my god i am actually that's Awesome! <laughs> it's so awesome. I can't find my phone. You hear it ring, and I don't know where it is. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a really good thing because I've stopped like being such a slave to the phone. But I think people don't even know how to interact with one one another. You know, well,
1: that's the thing. And I I hope my, my wife never watches this. I'm sure she will because she's going to be saying this. But and she, but she'll I I will give her credit. She'll also admit that it's it's a it's a, a real something thing. that she struggles with with sure. like using the phone but I always say to it, it's like, everything has got to be, take a picture, take a video. I'm like, or you could just live the moment, you know, like I, I I get it. You want to capture certain things and Mm -hmm. that's good and well, but if you're, if that's all you're doing, you're not actually living in the moment. You're, you're just capturing fake moments for Mm -hmm. for people to tell you that it's good and and awesome on social media or whatever. And, and it it is, it's, it's tough, but you know, my, my, my generation, is kind of right in the middle. Like I, yeah, I you're on the cusp. yeah, I'm, I'm 30. So, so I, I fall right into that generation where we, we kind of were at the, we were young, but at the beginning of the social media revelation and, you know, phones were just starting to get, you know, like I remember when the sidekick came out and you can yeah. flip a phone and like, it was like, <laughs> Whoa, you know, this is like, tricks. It's, yeah. uh, it doesn't just fold open or whatever. And not, or it's not just flat in the Nokia or whatever. And uh, you know, but so, so we're in this, my generation's in this constant struggle of, of that. But, um, it's hard not to get, it it's so easy. Like everything you love and want to think about and talk about all the time is just available just to click away. It's just boop, boop, boop. You know, like, and it's even removed that now it's like, in, you know, to, to round it back to schools and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's apps that will figure out like high level algebra and geometry and stuff for you. And so like now kids, like not only can't, can they not try to find information or think on their own mm-hmm. about just like general topics, they got to ask Siri, but now it's even like comes to school and it's like, you, you download an app and it tells you what some crazy quadratic equation answer is right. like, Jesus, I mean, I have a tough time inputting math into a calculator and that's its job, you know, but <laughs> now it's, it's just crazy how, and, and I, I, you know, I've had this conversation with several of my, and I tend to find it, it the, the, the gaming and the social media stuff tends to right. be um, more boys, male students, uh, okay. especially the gaming, you know, the, the Fortnite and that, yep. um, they, they create this digital personality that if they could like, carve out who they want to be that's who their digital personality is and that's the closest thing to reality for them and they don't even know how to be a real thing they're so used to creating this alternate reality this fake thing for themselves i think like have you anybody black mirror on that oh yeah like that type of stuff like you know like it's 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 i've had that conversation with a couple kids where i'm like flat out I'm, i'm i'm a very blunt you know like when i'm working with kids i don't try to sugarcoat things but it's all in a very you know therapeutic way i'm but i i'm like you know that's not who really who you are like those things that you're yeah. saying to this kid or whatever like this is who you have have created on Fortnite or right. whatever and, and and or in your finsta you know mm-hmm. the idea yeah, that know, the you finstagram. have a, a fake instagram you know
0: what a finsta is right
2: no um, i never heard that before
0: so it's the fake instagram you have the instagram that like your parents know about or whoever and then you get your finstagram which oh is the, the where you'll put the all that it's like yeah. your
1: r-rated instagram where
0: you yeah. don't
2: hold
1: anything back and yeah and you know it's it's like you know you know we all have Deviant thoughts and things, sure. you know, like that's it, human nature. It, it is what it is. But like, and we all
0: learned at a young age not to share them publicly. Yeah,
1: and act <laughs> on them. But now, kid, like, it's it's you know, it, it, uh, like you know, I I will never forget. And it may have been you know before even any of the celebrity stuff happens. When I was a senior in high school, the first like nude pictures leaked of a girl in my high school, mm-hmm. and it's you know now it's like an everyday thing in high schools now. But it's like Jesus, kids did like they just send stuff out. That's what just, I was saying. It's terrifying
0: you know, to be a teenager right now. There's yeah. They just, so could you imagine being a teenager right now? held accountable by <laughs> oh, social media. God. No. Are you kidding me? Okay. That like your every move could be turned into a meme. You could be memorialized on some picture on a website. Oh my God. You could share with everyone, including your family, your friends, people that you've yep. never even met yet. And it will always be there always. <laughs> that, you know, what, what goes on your social media right now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, could be a determining factor about whether or not you get a job, regardless yep. of your education. Like I that's, know. That's what a teenager is dealing with on social media today. Which, to be honest with you, yeah, vaping's a big deal, but like that—that's crushing.
1: It is, and, <laughs> the, and they don't have the capacity to to grasp that. Like they—they, they, you can have that conversation. Like, yeah. oh, look, you'll go to get a job, and that's what. Like now, it's I, I myself, I will do it. The first thing I do mm-hmm. when I get a resume for a job is I Facebook. I'm like, what you, yeah. what's what's their deal? Who like are, are you? they? You know, yeah. and 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 I'm like, man, I'm. <laughs> you know and we're not even you know, but these kids like, they don't um yeah and they, and they put everything and they think snapchat is you know things disappear and i'm like you think you're nuts no it
0: doesn't you oh, can screenshot God. any of that stuff well that's you uh, can
1: screenshot it and there's even i i, I used to coach high school baseball yeah. in, in the area uh jv coach at one of the local high schools and uh One of my best kids, you know, when I say best kids, I mean, academically, just a superstar baseball, great baseball player, just overall nice, nice, great kid comes up to me one day. This is when Snapchat at first, first come out, you know, five, five years ago or something like that. And he's like, Mac, you got, you got to see, I got 63 different girls in my phone. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like you have 63 (laughs) phone numbers. He's like, no, no, no. 63 different girls have sent me nude photos. Uh I was like, I don't even know sixty-three girls. You, sixty-three <laughs> girls have sent you nude. Photos. I'm like, Why? He's like, oh, well, they Snapchat and it goes away. But I have an app because you get notified on Snapchat of someone right. screenshots your stuff. He's like, yeah. I have an app that removes the notification that
0: mm-hmm. it screenshotted.
1: it. So any girl, that's how common it is. That girls just, oh, you want a picture of this? Boop, guys, you want a picture of this? Boop, and because they think it goes away. It, it's
0: it's oh, horrifying. Man, man, it's just a world. I'm glad I didn't grow up, and oh. I'm ha- I'm happy to be where I'm at, and I am Me sad too. to see what our kids are going through. Yep. And, you know, I know the the topic today was vaping and all it does every single time we get together and do a podcast, you know what it does? Another topic, yep. another topic, well, another related, thing yeah. that, that these kids are going through, that the parents are going through, that the teachers and the principals, the people who are trying to run these schools, it's just a game, game, of cat and mouse. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the real, and I think we identified this today and, and most people probably know this, the real solution is not about like prohibition, like how can we get people to stop doing it? Why do people want to do it in the first place? Yep. You know, and that, at the end of the day, is what needs to be solved. So, yep. whoever's out there with all the money, who, if you're in podcast land, and you're listening to this, and you're the guy with the money or the woman with the money, do the thing. Do this. <laughs> this is what we need you to do. And, no, it is uh, though. It's, it's
1: the implications of what the culture, you know, that we talked about, whether it's the parent stuff going on at home, social media. It's you, you hit it right on the head. It, it is not what what our kids soothing. Why does a 13 year old
0: need to be need soothed? To yeah. soothe? Like,
1: yeah. you should just be in. It, when I was 13, there wasn't a whole lot I cared about besides just like hanging out with my friends, riding bikes, and playing sports. Like, wh-
0: life should be that simple. My life was as simple as Stranger Things, minus all the crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, minus aliens <laughs> and Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Yeah. Min- minus the actual supernatural stuff. Like, my childhood was it's really similar around to having that having
1: stuff. Fun, And fun. No, and it's, it's sad that, that that's the thing. Like, you, like, even at the elementary level, these kids, it's like, your life should not be this complicated yet. you shouldn't be this stressed out. And, and what is it like, what's going on in society that you're that suit that you at 10, 11, whatever years old are vaping, juuling, mm-hmm. smoking. Like it, it's, it says a lot about what, what the, what, you know, the culture is right now.
0: Well, I know for myself and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and speak for all the parents out there that I'm super grateful that there are people like you, and like you, Maureen, because I know you're you're right on the front lines as well. That I am super grateful that there are people like you who can ask those kids those questions, like why are you going through this? Because they may not be getting that question asked at home. And if you are a parent and you're listening to this, maybe it's a good time to step in and ask that question, like how are yeah. you doing? You know, I I brought this up to one of my children, and um, you know, who for all intents and purposes, looking from the outside in, you know, probably doesn't have too much to be that stressed out about. However just because things are normal now, they weren't always. And you know, when I asked and I started to dig into it, he started to feel a little more comfortable talking. And All of a sudden he's like, yeah, I am kind of stressed out. and I do want to talk. And you know, if you don't ask, you won't know. And I think it's like, if, if you don't see it, like, uh, um, what do you say, uh, um, if you don't see it, it's not happening. It's uh, uh, no news is good news. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Like if they're not bringing it yeah. to me, it must not be that bad. And you know, for 13, 14, 15, 16 year old kids, their ability to come out and be like, Hey guys, I'm really struggling with something and I need help. That just doesn't exist. Nope. Especially if they're masking it with nicotine, drugs, alcohol, whatever else, social media, whatever, whatever they're using. So I personally am super grateful for people like you guys that you're there and that you can ask them that question. And more importantly, that you know enough that they need the question asked. Yep, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Cause it's tough. I get it for parents. You know, I'm a- I have two young boys myself and it's hard. And I, I, I tell, I, it's more in a joking way, but it's the early stages of my, my nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. I tell him, I was like, every time I drop you off at school, you're getting hugged and kissed, dude. I don't really care if I embarrass to you, you or whatever. Like, <laughs> cause I'm going to show you forever that I love you. I care about you. Yeah. We're going to talk and whatever. And I, th- I think that's the thing. Parents are stuck in that old school mindset of like punishment has to hurt. It's got to be punitive and it's mm. gotta, that's how you got to feel it, you know? And, and sometimes a little bit of a painful punishment, you know, you know, it's, is is helpful sometimes, but I think, treating it holistically and just trying to, te- you know, use things as a, as a teachable moment. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that, that's the key that I think a lot of parents struggle with is, and that's when you get to that point where, Holy crap, my kid's 13, 14 years old. And for all that time, I didn't establish any relationship like that. That's a real awkward and difficult time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because now like they're this whole person and adult in their own head and they're mm-hmm. not going to open up to you too easily at that right. point. And, and I think um,
0: they've already figured out how to bottle it up and keep yep. it from affecting I yeah. think there's got to be, and I,
1: I don't certainly don't have the answers and maybe one day I'll have the time to, you know, to, to do something about it. Um, but I I think, I think it's, it, it starts with like parents need to be more educated from the get, you know, not when they're doing these things, mm-hmm. it's got to be like, I think, I think almost, and I know it's like, it's, it's always that, that line of like living in a free country and sure. not some like uh, you know, dictatorship, uh, you know, type. but I feel like it should almost be mandatory. Like,
0: well, wouldn't it be cool if like, After you got pregnant, you had like an amount of time, like a measured amount of time to prepare. Like every pregnancy would be roughly a certain amount of months. Like nine-ish. Somewhere between like six and nine, you know what I mean? And that during that time, you had to at least participate in some sort of thing. To, to prepare you for this human life that you're going to be responsible for in the not too distant future.
1: I mean, you got to take like what a lot of these like loan programs, you got to take classes just to buy a house, but you, you don't have to take one to have a baby and like raise a human. I don't know. It's, it's,
0: you know, uh, have a gun, drive a car, get a license. I mean, there's a lot of different things that we could put in here and you're right. It's good thing. I love, love the world that we live in where I don't have to do something like that. However, um, you know, be nice if they were available. Maybe they are, maybe our listeners know where they are, but yeah. it's, uh, you know. I feel like every time we talk about any issue, it all circles back to why are people doing this? And you know, every podcast that we have, every conversation that I have leads me more and more to believe that we are slowly slipping away from the connection that we have with each other, with our kids, with our family, with our friends, with our schools, stuff like that. And you know, I do blame these devices. I do blame the black mirror, because for anyone that didn't know, that's what this is all about, it's Uh this black mirror. And you know um, the screen of the phone. Yes, now you know. Uh, or the screen of your television, or any screen is the black mirror. And so you know the 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 idea that the more connected we get via social media, the more connected we get by the internet, the more uh, um, connected we get that way, the more disconnected we are with human beings and people. Um, you know, matter of fact, you're listening to this on either a radio or in your car or on your phone you're not actually here with us, <laughs> you know, Definitely. we're connected, but we're not actually talking, which is weird. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, this is, it's, it always comes back to this. And I, I really, I think that this is going to end up being another topic and uh, you know, which is what would it actually look like if we went backward? You know what I mean? Like what would it, how far back would so we have to go? Joe, how far back would we have to go? I mean, um, you know, I would never promote anything like this and let's just start with that. <laughs> but um, you know, if anyone's ever seen the movie fight club, that was what they were all about. You know what I mean? It was this, this anarchist approach, but they were trying to set it back. they were trying to reset all this, uh, this, this forward momentum, this technology, the stuff that had, you know, taken humans prisoner and disconnected them from everybody. And, you know, there's lots of movies about that. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why.
1: <laughs> and there's even less, uh, I don't know what the, what kind of movie I want to call fight club. I don't know. R rated, you know, a graphic movie. Sure. Wally, which is a kids' Pixar movie. I love Wally. (laughs) It's a great movie, and it's all about that, like the future of what it's
2: going to look
0: like
1: if we all completely disconnect. You have you
0: seen Wally, Maureen? I haven't. No. All right. So listen, Wally is, (laughs) and I'm glad you brought this up because I talk about this with my kids all the time because I've watched Wally. I watched Wally. um, That's W A L L -L hyphen E. Wally. Yeah. And a little robot. And his mission is to go find this little plant on this planet and get the green back. And, you know, it, it's a really cool movie, but you know, as we get further and further along in these devices where people are wearing like, you know, the virtual reality and you know, there it's, it's all about being comfortable while you're on your social media that this movie actually takes it as far as you can go. And like people are so overweight cause they haven't moved. They're all in these little motorized chairs they don't know how – their muscles have clearly atrophied because they can't literally walk. Literally, they're physically incapable of yeah. doing anything. And then, like, you know, they're they're living out in space, trying to find another place, but they're all just connected socially. None of them are talking or interacting. And, like, um, what was the other movie that was um, – well, it was filmed in Boston with Bruce Willis. Surrogates? Yes. Did you see Surrogates? This yes. was another no. movie. Maureen, you've got to watch these movies. What are you doing? <laughs> what
2: is wrong with you? I'm going <laughs> to send you a
0: list. I'm going to send you a movie list before we do the next podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: start with a dark one like Fight Club and then go Wally. Like I, I've, the
2: seen okay. I've seen <laughs> Fight Club. I've seen Fight Club. That's a good – yeah, that was yeah. a good movie. No,
1: so, but, well, yeah, it's it's, it's fascinating because even like – and I like – it's funny because I try to like watch my kids while I watch it to see if yeah. they're – to try to get some idea. Are they actually like getting it or is yeah. it just another hidden message for adults you know, in these kids movies, but it's like this idea that like we dilapidated earth is, is gone. Mm-hmm. It's it, we, we ruined it. And
0: which is not too far off. From what's uh, happening. It's, it's not, it's,
1: <laughs> it's not in the, it's in like the near distant future, so to speak. But it's this idea that like we, and, and it going back to like the resiliency or just instant gratification, like everything is just uh, like they talk at their chair thing and, right. and it just comes to them. Like mm-hmm. everything is on this giant mothership. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, like how symbolic is that right now? Like, Jesus, it's it's it's.
0: Well, I I like the idea of Alexa and stuff, and think about kids that are growing up with Alexa. And we're going way off topic, but I'm having fun with this. So like, <laughs> like, think about kids that are born today,
2: yeah, with,
0: with a smart home, right, and smart devices, and they just walk around. They're like, Alexa, play music. Alexa, turn on my TV, right. And they grow up with this. <laughs> I don't like imagine it all goes away. <laughs> and they don't know how to turn on a light switch. They Don't know how to turn on the TV, change channels. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I can't count how many times that, uh, you know, my kids wouldn't get up and change a channel, like, because we can't find the remote. That was a thing. Like we used to have So to, everybody
2: just like, sits there and watches <laughs> the, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> we used to have to go like to switch the thing. And I don't even know if my kids could turn the TV off without a remote at this point. Like, oh, I don't know. What to do. <laughs> off, <laughs> off TV, how, off. How,
2: how many people even know anybody's phone number anymore?
0: I don't know anybody. I know like, my. Like, I phone don't.
2: Anymore. I don't even know my office phone number to tell you the truth. I don't know what it is. Right. So. I mean, how um, many
0: people have a home phone now? Right. Um, or how, when was the last time someone knocked on your door? I was like, what's it, going fre- on?
2: <laughs> it, I had a neighbor
1: knock on my door yesterday, and it legitimately freaked me out. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I'm, like, opening the curtains, I was like. Ooh. <laughs> what, do do? what do they want? I almost I've only
0: talk to them like once. Yeah, text first. What are you crazy? Who does that?
2: People don't what? even call each other first. They you text somebody to say, "Can you talk?" Right. Just call. Yeah. For God's sake! If only I am two call people call. that
0: are showing up at my door, it's the mailman or the cops. Yeah. yeah. If <laughs> you're not one of those people, you text yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. Why, it.
1: It, why are you not notifying me?
2: Yeah. Oh my god.
0: But this is it. This is the world our kids are growing up in. I mean, we're adults. You know, most of us are adults and we're, we're capable in a way that our kids aren't. And I think that one, well, I,
1: but I think too, though, an important way to consider the, like the scary thing about it is right. Like we all have had a time mm. where we were exposed to a very different world True. and had to develop some of these skills at a very early age, mm-hmm. you know, and into at least our teens where like we, we had to get up and change the channel. But life the did
0: that to us. Like the, the, you can't, you can't hand that education down. To a generation that doesn't get to experience Precisely. What we so did. so
1: now you've got this these generations of kids that are going to come up now who they've only known this mm. so as adults like right we can sit and think critically about this yeah and go back and say oh when i was a kid i had to do this 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 and this and it's yeah. like for me like i for instance I, I was at my new job today and they told me like oh be careful if you take the elevator uh if you even like bump into the wall it will stop on you i was like oh yeah perfect i just won't take the elevator yeah whereas there's going to be kids who are like what do you what do what what else do I do besides <laughs> uh, the do you guys have like a pulley system? Or? Go, <laughs> the box, the metal box. Like, yeah. But that's the thing, like we have previous, yeah. you know, a background to knowledge, to. A, a schema that, that showed us how to live in, mm-hmm. in my, you know, I think all of us would be a better way of living, just doing things for yourself. These kids aren't going to have that. They're but not the, going to have any of that background knowledge to rely on.
0: And this is, this is actually, this is a good point because you know, we're talking, we're talking about students, right? We're talking about that high school age student who's uh, um, struggling in one way or another. Right. And so, you know, when it comes down to how to teach them, right. I don't believe that you can teach today's kids the way that you could teach kids 10 years ago. You know what I mean? And, and, and in that same vein, I don't think that you can parent children in the same way that you could parent them 20 years ago or 10 years ago. You've got to parent them based on where they're at today. Like that, that kid that we talked about earlier, the one that is attached to social media, um, that everything they do could be recorded, memorialized on some meme. They could be on Snapchat. Their lives could be ruined with the press of a button. Um, you know, that they are feeling the squeeze of society, growing up in a, a world they're, where they're completely disconnected. Like, we can't parent today's kids the way we were parented. Nope. You know, and, the, and what that requires, like you said, education. Yep. Right. We're going to have to educa- educate ourselves because I wasn't brought up in this world. Not the one we're in today. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to parent my children in it without asking for help. And, you know, I think that for the people who are out there listening to podcasts like this or going to groups or classes or just just watch a video, <laughs> you know, how to Google it. Like, how do I parent my child today and try to get that information? Yeah, That's because, a healthy
1: middle ground we need to find is that people are willing to say what you just said. Yeah. I don't know how to do it without help as opposed to this total black and white approach on one end of the spectrum yeah. or the other my like, way was the only like way my parents raised me like this this is how i'm gonna raise my kids or yeah. the eh, whatever and your parents made you walk 17 you
0: miles through the snow uphill barefoot to get yeah. to school like that's not a thing today no. like my kid yeah. i can see my son's high school from my house right here and i will tell you that he did not walk to school a day <laughs> while i was parenting him and it's not like i didn't it's I, I didn't feel the need to make him suffer on his way to and from school like i didn't feel the need to do that because i was up. Yeah, Why wouldn't I do it? So that wasn't a life lesson I was trying to give them, but I did. I walked, I trucked across, you know, probably a mile and a half. I rode my bike, showed up with a wet butt because my seat was wet. Like I, I did all that weird stuff, but yep. kids today, are, they're in a different place. Yep.
2: And then we have all these grandparents raising grandchildren. That's yep. right. That's so then right. they you're skipping an entire generation. At least that's a little bit closer to the children that are being raised now. Yep.
0: If my grandparents raised me, oh my goodness. There would have been like too big, of totally lost. Too big of a generation gap.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine raising a grandchild right now. I no. like would you. Ask just what did you call it? A f- Finster?
0: Oh, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, Finster.
2: I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, and I'm like, pretty good. I mean, I'm in the middle of in the middle of a lot of stuff, so I know what most things are. But I, don't know. I didn't know what that was.
0: Yeah, and your kid comes so. back and he's like, someone was messing with my Finster. You'd be like, who? Who's Finster? Is that one of your friends? <laughs>
2: Yeah, wasn't yeah. that in a cartoon? What?
0: He, does he go to school with you? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Cool is that that man. kid you've been doing drugs with? Cool, <laughs> cool. nickname, Minster. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I will say that this is a fantastic topic, and we are going to circle back. And I would like to thank you for joining us today. My this pleasure. was just great. My I pleasure. really appreciate your insight, your input. And, um, you know, the perspective on this, I think, is shared by most people that, you know, teenagers, uh, vaping and, you know, the things that they're just the things they're using to self-soothe and escape. Um, you know, I don't think prohibition is going to be the, the the factor here. I think we're going to have to approach them differently. And um, I think so too. I'd love to see more and more services available, whether it's smoke and cessation programs in schools, recognizing it as a real issue instead of pretending it doesn't exist and just trying to prohibit it and then punish it out of them. because. There's a reason they're doing this and we've got to get to it, right. whatever it might be. Yeah. So,
1: No, um, there are good people taking the right, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll say Michelle Lipinski, uh, you know, at the, the North Shore. I mean, mm-hmm. she's awesome. Like just mm-hmm. a workhorse. I, I don't know yeah. where she finds the time and the energy to do the <laughs> things that she does, but I can tell you having sat on, you know, developing the, the positive alternatives to student suspension program and, and being a part of that, her brainchild, you know, it's things like that. Educating it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, a kid did something wrong. We're not just going to punish them. It's, set them up with the clinician, figure out what's going on, right. You know, educate the parents, let the parents know, like, no, it doesn't always need to just hurt. Like let's learn from this. And that's hopefully there's enough people like Michelle. Um, you know, I, I like to think hopefully one day I'll, again, I'll have the time. I, I, I know I have the passion. I just, my life right now with young kids and whatever, but, um, I think there's enough of us that want to do these things. Um, it, cause it is, it's hard work and it's, it's, it's tiring and it's taxing and it, mm-hmm. it, it wears on you. But, um, you know, someone's going to do it. Cause I, I do think education for both parents and kids is the only real way, uh, trying to, like you said, treat it, you know, uh, like this prohibition type thing. We've
0: like the kids that, are wrong for doing it, right? Don't know, they know. don't know. They don't know.
1: They don't know, you know, know, and, and, you know, it's prohibition and, and, you know, the war on drugs, whatever you want, it's failed time and time again, because <laughs> that's not the answer. It's, it's, <laughs>
2: right.
0: From, from president to president, to president, yep. ever since it's been tried and tried and tried, it yep. fails us. So this would fail us as well. Yep. Yep. All right, everybody in podcast land, thank you for listening, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. All right. I would like to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on this episode of Collateral Damage. As always, if you'd like to find out all of the different ways that you can listen to and subscribe to our podcast, you can visit our website, which is www.cdpodcast.com. There are many different ways to listen, download, and subscribe, so we encourage you to choose the one that is most appropriate for you. And as always, we would encourage our listeners to get informed and stay connected. Thank you for joining us.